Hello everybody, welcome to the Filmwork Podcast. Sorry we've been away for three weeks, um, but don't blame me, I've always been here. I should do these by myself, shouldn't I? I should just talk to myself and bang a few out. Um, but uh, back with me is Ben Pegley, hello. Hello, pounding one out with you. Yep, and <coughs> Sean will be back very soon to talk about stuff too. And Chris Droney, if I can fucking locate him, um, we'll, he'll be back on soon at some point as well. So Ben and I are going to do a, a kind of a double bill film club episode, and uh, we're back on westerns again. And we're going to do the Young Guns movies. Young Guns Yay. and Young Guns 2, or Young Blaze Guns 2, of Blaze of Glory. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, so let's dive right in. So what was your... Uh, how did you come across these films? Did you see them at the time they came out or after? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I did... Yeah, Young Guns um, was on my radar, probably because of, um, you yeah, know, the cast, obviously. Yep. Um I mean, I, I I wasn't a massive kind of, um, you know, I guess Brat Pack or whatever. Uh, not Brat Pack, you know, those, yeah, Brat Pack. Yeah. Uh, they, I wasn't kind of, I was on the sort of tail end of that. Um, but they certainly, those guys, you know, Kiefer Sutherland was, was fully in my sights after uh, Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously Charlie Sheen, uh, you, know, uh, <laughs> you know. And I think, um, I mean, even like Lou Diamond Phillips had done uh, La Bamba by then as well, hadn't he? And, um, That's right, yep. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, there, there was definitely, uh, it, was one, it was one to watch out for. And I actually, sitting here thinking about it, I can't, I can't remember if I saw it at the flicks, but I feel like I did. I know it was but, an 18 when it came out uh, originally. Um, yeah, which is why I didn't see it till I think it came on. Might even have been TV, but at least mm. video. But I think yeah. it was actually TV where I saw because I I saw I, I I didn't see it from the beginning. I saw it mm. from the bit where Billy blows that guy's head off and he falls, and the one that's the joins the group, but he's actually potentially a spy. Yeah. Um, and it was edited on TV because you didn't quite see so much blood and guts. So it was definitely TV where I first saw it, now that I remember that. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. but I, I saw it in, in bits and pieces and always like, oh, God. It, on these ones where you come in halfway through, like, wow, this is so exciting. There's so many cool things going on. And But I was going in and out of the room. So I remember like sort of passing through a room when Charlie Sheen gets killed and mm. being like, what the fuck? Is this film almost over yet? It's like, no, it's like halfway through. Um but uh, I had to come back to it at a, a point just before the second one came out, I think, where I managed to get a, a copy of it on video. Someone had to buy it for me because I wasn't 18 at the time. Yeah. And uh, and then saw the whole thing that way and and then was just dead excited for the second one. But worried mm. that because the, the second one was a 12 when it hit the cinema um, and then a 15 when it came out on video and then I saw the second one on video. Yeah. yeah, the the I mean, as if memory serves, the when the second one um, was sort of again sort of hitting my radar, mm. um, especially because that 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 obviously sort of yeah, it was a classic one of those cases where the first film sort of you know if they'd known what kind of a audience it would attract, they probably wouldn't have made it in eighteen. And yeah. it would have been, yeah, it would have been slightly different. And of course, by the time the second one comes out, you've got the the, the John Bon Jovi song leading up to it, and and, yeah. and 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 it's much more of a kind of okay, yeah, this is now being aimed at you know a wider audience, um, pop culture type audience, um, yeah. yeah, young audience. So it was so it was on my radar for sure. But I remember um, when I you know sort of seeing it, I didn't see it at the flicks. I, I think I. Saw the second one at the, on video, and um, yeah, you know, it was it kind of fulfilled the. It was what I was expecting, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, just to sort of dial back in time, because yeah. a lot of people, when it comes to oh, this is a Billy the Kid story, um, had you seen any other previous films uh, featuring or based around that character? Because I know there was the, there was the big one, Pat Garrett and the Billy the Kid. The, the mm. Bob Dylan one, which I've still never seen to this day, which apparently is very good. Um, I don't know whether I have. No, um, yeah. I can't remember to be honest. It's diff- difficult to put yourself back into the 1988 mm. sort of frame of mind. But um, I mean, possibly, you know, the 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 chances are that if the, you know, because I was such a sort of prolific um, film watcher, I was in terms of TV. Um, growing up mm. with my dad and stuff, you know, that, I mean, a, a, a massive amount of the kind of 
unusual or or sort of vintage films or whatever you know stuff that 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 you normally might may not be exposed to i i you know i i saw because of that upbringing if you see what i mean so so you know it's a good chance that i i probably saw it and don't realize it or something that's happened quite a lot when we've come across these films and yeah yeah certain certain stuff titles you'll recommend to me it's it happened with uh what was the one oh man it was the walter hill uh one oh god the western uh, ah, about the dusters, you know the 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 guys in the dusters. Um, oh, the long riders. Long riders, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So I remember when you when you suggested that to me uh, for a review, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. You know, it's like it's weird. You know, it happens quite a lot with when we sort of start talking about these movies. Um, <laughs> but going back to your question, no, I don't know. I mean, it, it certainly. Um, for me, it was kind of uncharted territory in terms of his characterization of, of Billy the Kid. Yeah, William H. Bonney. Well, these, uh, I mean, I mean, it's uh, obviously returning, surviving cast in the second film. Uh, the same guy wrote uh, both of them, John Fusco and uh, mm-hmm. production team. Different directors for each one, uh, different music for each one. Same cinematographer. So you know, there was certainly a cast and crew uh, carrying over uh, from mm-hmm. the first to the second one. And budget-wise, the, apparently the second one was cheaper. Um, um, first one's uh, it says here eleven million, and the second one ten, and they both took around about forty-five each. So fine, fair enough. Here's an interesting little little factoid that I, I because be- I did the counting myself, because um, I used to watch uh, these quite a bit when I owned them on video in the in the uh, mid nineties. <laughs> At the beginning of the second film, when you get that uh, that, that bookend scene where he's an old man. And he said, yeah. "I'm wanted. I'm wanted for the killing of uh, whoever, 21 or 22 men, however many it is." I, I, I actually went back, watched both films, and he does actually kill that many people over both films. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sort of In, including uh, uh, the guy he didn't uh, kill, but they framed him for anyway, which was the. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we'll get to that in a second one when they, yeah, we'll they throw that, that yeah. guy at the front door and everyone they'll shoot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sort of unnecessarily accurate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to count, but uh, I was obviously watching it a lot and getting bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the first one, um, mm-hmm. and this is the the early days of of uh, Billy the Kids. I mean, how accurate is this to real life? Duh. We don't care. Um, this. Is clearly a uh, Hollywood fiction, but um, the names have not been changed to save the innocent. These are the names of the people that were involved uh, uh, in New Mexico, the Lincoln County War, um, and then becoming regulators. Um, What did you think about the setup of this? Because you get you you get thrown right into him being on the run. He's already killed somebody, and he gets picked up by uh, Sutherland and um, Terrence Stamp. That's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I like it. I, I think that the you know the, I think the opening of the movie is it, it, it there's I like the fact that there's very little preamble you just go straight into it he, yeah. he's he's there and then he you know he finds himself among the what uh, the uh, mm. you know the guys with, with Terence Stamp and Stamps I think he he instantly um kind of puts a a, a nice um I you know I I'm a bit hit and miss with Terence Stamp in, in in stuff you know sometimes yeah. I think he's absolutely f- phenomenal and other times, I, I think he's just horribly miscast, and and kind of just not really. I don't know what he's doing. What do you think um, of the limey? Have you seen that? Yeah, I have seen that, and that's one of those ones where I thought it was sort of. I, I initially was very, very like, oh, what the hell is this <laughs> yeah. film? What is he doing? You know, yeah. and then Damn, came out I'm of the fucking e- coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then at the end of it, I was like. Yeah, well, I I had a good time with that. That was right. <laughs> yeah. um, so I really liked his his uh, character in in this, and but I mean, obviously, he has dead meat written all over him. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, but, but he but, certainly gives it a bit of class with the way he does, that he, he the does. way that he treats them all, wants them to be gentlemen, and uh, uh, and the way that he treats them, and makes them uh, uh, read every evening as well in order to learn. Yeah. Um, and that's a nice little twist in that scene where it turns out that uh, Willie Mitch Bonnie can actually read. Um, yes. So to him, it's a joke, but you know, yeah. he needs to learn the respect for the for the other guys. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that moment when you're like, oh wow, he can actually read very well. Um, yeah. An educated fellow. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yes. It's um, um, yeah. Go on. carry on. No, no, go on. 
I was going to say it's 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 Jack Palance that's <laughs> that, that, you know he, he's just you know every time I see Palance in in, in anything now you know, I just sort of think yeah he, he's just from a different age of acting you know there's just a different thing you know a di- some some other requirement that was all about <laughs> just you know <laughs> what that's that stuff that he does you know what which I don't know so yeah it's kind of I, I mean you can enjoy his performance but it's kind of um it is so pantomime and kind yeah. of you know <laughs> yeah he's so obviously just evil through, through yeah. you know. so what do you think about uh, Estevez's Billy the Kid uh you can either uh, this or both films um I I bought into it at the time. Um, mm. I think he, you know, he um, he definitely sort of se- seems to be sort of throwing himself into the character very nicely. You know, I, I feel yeah. like you know you do you do get the sense that he's committed to kind of you know that sort of just on the edge insane. Um, <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? That the the thing that he does, you know, and of course yeah. he developed he developed that his he sort of took his natural laugh and sort of ramped it up a few notches. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah. No, he... Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I crack up watching it, and, and the next one as well, but uh, just... It, even when he's killing people, he'll make some sort of silly joke to himself afterwards and have a little giggle. I think the first yeah. guy they go after, he, he, he shoots him and then put, and then puts the warrant on him and goes, you're under arrest! <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, the regulators, yeah. they go out, they're supposed to... Uh, yeah, they've been given this yeah. sort of, uh, you know, power of authority yeah. to to arrest these guys <laughs> he just starts blowing them away right from the first first guy yeah <laughs> you know. um, and the others are just they're, I, I know that they're sort of they're all sort of dumbstruck and they're like they can't believe what he's doing because obviously Sheen is under the impression that he's the leader but he quite clearly isn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean he he, he pretty much uh, knocks heads with, with most of the gang at some point because even later on in the film Sutherland's character can't stand to be near him mm. yeah Doc yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but Charlie Sheen in particular, I think that he sort of butts heads with um, sort of immediately mm. um, because of the way that he's he's doing things. He's doing it in, in such a childlike and jokey manner. Mm. Uh, while uh, Billy the Kid is is very serious about what he wants done, but he wants it done this way, which is to kill the people as opposed to arresting them. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, they've got um, any money that they start sending bounty hunters after him. That guy that he runs into at the bar. Who he uh, who, uh, who he starts uh, toying with? Yeah. Um, oh, good <laughs> God, that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. And that it's... guy reminds me of, of of a lot of type of guys that I see in rock bars. He's like, hey, ladies, yeah, I love myself. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. Then... And he's he's just 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 pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, yeah. knowing full well that he is who he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, what about uh, Kiefer Sutherland then? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I kind of I I I bought into all of them really. Uh, the principles, you know, I, I liked him. I liked the character. There's there's, there's a sort of uh, genteel sort of side to uh, you know to uh, Doc, you know, and and he he's obviously the sort of one who is sort of more um, you know softer natured. And yeah. In terms of the, the the kind of a lot of them, yeah, but he's cultural as well in in some ways. And, and um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I, again, like, like I said, I was kind of coming to you know, Sutherland had been you know just a, a force of nature in Lost Boys for me. I that film had just you know that was the year before, wasn't it? Um, That's right. So it's kind of interesting seeing him in this sort of soft-spoken glasses, you know, foppish hair mm-hmm. kind of role. But I liked it. Yeah, but I, 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 I was fine with all of them, really. Um, yeah, uh, his yeah. his role I think changes more in the second one. Yeah, he's playing it very, very differently in the, uh, the second film. Yeah, and 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 for my money, a less enjoyable. You know, the, 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 from, we'll get to it when we talk about. It, but for my money, the, the problem one of the, one of the problems with the second one is is the fact that apart from apart from Billy. The rest of them don't seem to be enjoying themselves. Very yeah, often. he's the only one having any fun, um, and yeah. that becomes clear when he starts taking them down the wrong path as well. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, but again, even when he's confronting people, hello, Bob, <laughs> goodbye, yeah. Bob. That's <laughs> 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 the radio yeah. I ever spent. Yeah. yeah, second one's quite quotable. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah. god, I've got an image of my head of him in, in the uh, the first one about midway through when they, he goes after the the sheriff of the town, and he's just mm-hmm. skipping behind him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then throws his hat in front of him, and then shoots the fucker. Oh dear, so playful, right. so much joy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips, I had not seen in anything because I mean I was uh, aware of La Bambo, but I hadn't seen it. In fact, I still mm. haven't seen it. Um, so he was uh, new to me. Um, but again, becomes more morose and intense in the second one. But um, yeah, it's um, <laughs> no, I won't mention it yet. We'll come to it in a bit. Um, yeah, Charlie Sheen. It's weird that he's playing the straight man. <laughs> yes, it is odd yeah. at this point in his career. Um, but yeah. I think he does it very well. Yeah, yeah. For it, the it, short role that it is, well, he's there for about half the film, I think. Yeah. Mm. I it was always I found it an interesting dynamic because of course the two of them being brothers um in real life you know mm. the, 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 this idea of of um you know because they they'd done a few films together haven't they? I don't know whether had they done um what was it called Bin Men no not Bin Men was it oh Men at Work that was Men uh, at Work that yeah. was after this that was that 1990 was right right so but you know so you know we were all kind of um well I I just remember feeling that it was an interesting uh dynamic you know because like i say he's playing the straight guy and billy you know estevez is playing the, the, the complete nutcase um and the two are brothers in real life so i felt mm. that, that that it was an interesting thing to watch on screen you know um especially with with sheen having you know being kind of against type you know in, in that mm. sense yeah yeah men at work yeah, Barry Norman voted that his worst film of that year, and I was gutted because I was really looking forward to seeing it. Because <laughs> uh, Estevez directed that, wrote and directed that as well. That was his. Yeah, I, saw, uh, it was I his, saw it. His anti-pollution movie. <laughs> right. I mean, I saw it on video, but I don't remember much about it now. I do. Oh, uh, I don't know why. Because <laughs> I remember there, there was a kid in it playing a pizza del- pizza delivery guy who was in summer school. Do you remember summer school? Mm-hmm. With Mark Harmon, yeah, and then Keith David. Playing a, yeah. an ex-Vietnam vet, having flashbacks and shit. Not David <laughs> Keith, then. No, not David Keith. Keith, <laughs> I went the right way around. Which one? The black dude. Yeah, Keith David. Yeah, Keith David. I did get it right. Yeah. Don't confuse me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've actually yeah. used a, a clip of that quite recently to open one of the podcasts when he's uh, telling uh, Emilia Walker pinching his fries. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. that's another. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. I don't think we'll get around to covering that one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, no. And then the other two, uh, the, the last two guys, uh, Charlie Bowdry, um, Casey, however you pronounce his last name, mm-hmm. so and, uh, and and Dirty Steve, uh, yeah. Dermot R- Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Yeah. Who uh, took a while for him to become uh, a, a bigger thing, but uh, mm. yeah. Yeah, because uh, I remember watching it, watching it going. Yep, I think those two are going to be dead meat and all <laughs> at some point. The fu- the funny thing about watching uh, Dermot's performance mm-hmm. in in this for me, uh, you know, is and weirdly we're going to mention a uh, an, an, a film that came after a few years after this that he was yeah. in another, uh, but um, it's weird that he there's. I guess they made the character. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's called Dirty Steve, right? So they they made him kind of quite. You know, he's 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 always chewing tobacco, isn't he? Or something. He's got always got right, in yeah. his face. So he's always got his face sort of scrunched up, and he's and he's grubby and stuff. And and it is. I find it found it really funny on the rewatch, seeing that you know here's this guy who you've seen in a bunch of stuff. You know, after this, where he's that the handsome romantic lead or the handsome guy yeah you know, the ladies it, like him don't they yeah <laughs> and he's you know uh my best friend best friend wedding or whatever that was called mm-hmm. um yeah just whatever and and in this he's like there's just no inkling of that guy in no. this character Shut which up, i think is pretty face. good <laughs> you know no, absolutely yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um but the other guy, um cuz I remember when I watched it sort of first time all the way through I was like that other guy's really good as well. Mm. Casey thingy me. Simasco. Simasco. It's probably Polish so you have to yeah. pronounce it weirdly. Anyway, mm. anyway. Uh, apologies Casey I cannot be asked to look you up in an interview on YouTube to find out how you pronounce your name. We'll just mm. call you Charlie cuz that's the name of his character. Yeah. Um Charlie has lots of really cool things to do throughout. Um, mm. Even at the beginning, when uh, when they go to the uh, like the New Year's Eve 
party in town. Yeah. And uh, one of Jack Palantir's men tries to start a fight with Terrence Stamp. And then Charlie steps in, because the guy's like, you and me, mister. And then Charlie steps in, he's like, no, 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 it's you and I. <laughs> is That's that, right. Is that right, John? You and I? <laughs> yeah. And then he beats, he, he beats the crap out of the guy. And yeah, he, he's the brawler, style. isn't he? He's the boxer, so he's, yeah. got, the, he's got the fists, yeah. That's yeah. right. Mm. Um, we must mention, um, and I got again on the rewatch. I was like, I, sw- I swear to God, this was l- uh, later into the film, but it's actually closer to the beginning than I thought. When they all get high, <laughs> yeah, on the peyote or yeah, whatever it's yeah. called, yeah, and uh, oh yeah, the mushrooms, and um, the only one that doesn't that passes it over is Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. dear, the irony. <laughs> that 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 scene is 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 so long isn't it it is long because they slow the 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 audio right down don't they so they're all sort of standing there going oh Oh, no and they're all kind of like extreme close-up just like looking at his hands and talking shit to himself isn't he yeah yeah. and and uh charlie's throwing up yeah Um, one of the others is having some kind of you know psychotic episode (laughs) (laughs) dirty steve's he's he's, he's, thinks he's see a giant chicken or something and he's like firing his shotgun into the canyon (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. and it's just so they can uh, find their way out because they're lost (laughs) that's right that's right yeah Mm. we should probably mention Patrick Wayne as well uh, John Wayne's son as Pat Garrett oh is that who he is yep Oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's starting to make a bit more sense. I wonder why they didn't get him for the sequel. Um, I think because, I, well, I, how I read it, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I, cause of course, you know, the Pat Garrett character in this film is quite a, a small thing, whereas obviously oh, yeah. in, the second, in the second one, it's it's you know, it's a it's a principal sort of you know supporting character and antagonist or whatever. <clears throat> uh, you know, turncoat, isn't he? So um, yeah, and um, I guess that either I mean yeah they probably was like oh yeah Patrick Wayne's too busy he's got because he was doing shows and he, I used to watch him on TV like uh, he was a uh, like an entertainer show you know, yeah the show and um, but I, I possibly I just think that they recast it because they needed someone who could act a bit bit more acting chops you know because he wasn't that great an actor I don't think he was almost 50 when he made this film yeah, he looked good, didn't he? <laughs> Fucking hell. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, I quite like his performance in this, but I do think that if it was expanded, I think you may have seen, you know, you couldn't paper over the cracks as as easily, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, they made a little cheeky nod to, you know, oh, I'm going to be as famous as that guy. Hell, I'll be even more famous. And then when you last see him, you get that moment where Billy has his back turned to him. And that was always the yeah. legend is that he, he got shot in the back by uh, yeah. Pat Garrett. That's right. And you see him sort of reaching in his coat and he says, are you my friend? And then he says, yes, I am. And then buggers off. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, nice little things like that in there, I guess, to sort of look out for. But, uh, mm. yeah, nah, it was fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's. It's funny. I don't. I don't mean to sound disparaging about his acting because, of course, you know his, his filmography is enormous. You know this was, and this was right at the tail end of it. What's he done? Of, was he done um, anything? He like... was in a bunch of his of of, of the John Wayne movies. Mm-hmm. So obviously, as usually you know, as a kid or as a whatever, you know. Um, Holy and then shit. he screen tested for the role of Superman. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. Um, Simbad and yes. the Eye of the Tiger. That's right, he, and I thought he was pretty good in that. Actually, I thought he was good. Fuck, well, he um, wasn't Sinbad, was he? Yeah, he was Sinbad. Ooh, cool. Well, yeah. then I do know who he is. Then That's is this the right. one with the tiger at the end? That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, the one with Jane Seymour. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, very good. Yeah. I'm learning something new every day. <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm being. Uh, uh, you know, maybe I'm being unfair by saying they wanted to recast with with someone. You know, but I guess they needed a different. I mean, I, I think possibly um, Wayne was too kind of square, Jordan, good guy type. Maybe mm. he just didn't fit the shifty, turncoaty kind of Pat Garrett that they wanted for the second one. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. No. Uh, a Terry O'Quinn's in here as well as the liar. Um, and I always found that sort of storyline a, a bit sort of like what the hell is going on here because they go have, they go to try and rescue him at the end yeah. and his wife and he refuses to go and it's like but they're going to come and murder you and they literally do come and fucking murder the shit out of him they do um, 
And that always bugged me because when they make the escape out of the house, he's just like standing there waving them off. I'm like, don't just fucking stand there. <laughs> Run into the crowd at least. Yeah. <laughs> and go, I give up. <laughs> um, yeah. That is, it's quite a long, drawn out sequence, um, that uh, uh, end bit uh, when they go back there. Because it's literally after, because it's, it's uh, Pat Garrett that sends them there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he said they're going to kill your uh, your mate, um, and uh, Charlie's just gotten married. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, mm. but it's quite a, uh, an elongated sequence. Of them all stuck in this house, and I quite like it. I think it's uh, it's really well done. And when the action sort of finally kicks in, the plan that they have, I'm always like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, because yeah. it breaks into slow motion, and Emilio just leaps out of that box. He's like, ah, yeah. that's right, that's right. <clears throat> Although I do always wonder how it is that Lou Diamond Phillips managed to sneak out unseen, because he does actually sneak out and come back with horses, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Around mm. the house, boys. Around the house. Um, and again, you've got um, Emilio just again just ramping it up to the hilt in that yeah. sequence. And uh, uh, one of my favourite moments of the film is when they're they're shouting at the people outside. And he's uh, he's like, hey, and he's like, I see you got a lot of people with you. And he's like, yeah, we got loads. And he's like, I see you got Charlie Crawford out there. And he goes like, that's right. And he just turns out the window, shoots the guy he was talking about, sits back down. And he goes, Charlie Crawford's not with you no more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh dear. There is a, a gleefulness to his performance that's quite magnetic. I think. Oh, it's, 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 it's definitely what keeps you coming back to this film if you do, you know, when you do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and weirdly, there's something um, that's that scene. Um, uh, there's definitely a kind of, for me anyway, there's a sort of link, like a, a stylistic link between that and the um, the the scene, the sort of equivalent scene in um, weirdly the Long Riders, which we just mentioned, mm. which in itself was kind of homaging probably Peckinpah. You know, oh, was this the um, slow motion bullet? Yeah, and, stuff? and all yeah. the kind of bullets going, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's got a, a, a electric guitar soundtrack. Uh, yeah, uh, throughout this one, which is kind of weird. Um, I quite like it, um, but it's all, it yeah. was an odd choice. Consider, and they go in a completely different direction than the next film. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of. Um, Yes, like it sort of was dipping a toe in the idea of well, you know, it's a western, it's period, but but because it's these young guys who are cool and and the the, the yeah. guys that are happening now, we're going to have this sort of rock soundtrack, but yeah. they, didn't, they didn't quite go, you know, full on. Yeah, you know, well, there's they, no song, is there? No, no, but they did. Uh, I mean, the introduction sequence where you see um, the mall in sepia close-ups and you see the name of each person. It's like wow, 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 wow. Yeah, the guitar's really <laughs> yeah. going for it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, even the two guys that um, uh, die at the end. You know, I mean, their arcs come full circle because I mean, uh, Dirty Steve's just basically been a dirty douchebag to mm. um, Lou Diamond Phillips' character, and he let gets him away he saves him as it were and then dies in the process and Charlie gets to take out the guy that he's terrified of <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they all ride off into the sunset in different directions that's right pals pals mm. getting ready for Young Guns 2 yes well, well <laughs> let's move on to Young Guns uh, 2 then but what would you rate uh, Young Guns now mm. well Ah, uh, it's yeah, it's t- I guess it's got to be. Um, I don't. Oh, it's tough for me. I think <laughs> on, purely on the basis of you know, uh, I think Estevez is sort of uh, you know, uh, sort of <laughs> joie de vivre, or you know, whatever it is that he's that what that stuff that he's doing uh, that that brings that film up, you know. Uh, oh yeah, you know. So I don't know. I'd probably give it a easy three and a half, maybe a four. I was going to say a three and a half, and but most of the points do go to Emilio uh, and his yeah. performance. It is it yeah. is the thing that's worth keying into. Yeah, uh, with this, he uh, is a, giving it one hundred and ten percent, isn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And this was him in his prime as an actor, so good for him. Forty yeah. percent um, on Rotten Tomatoes—that's bullshit. 
anyway yeah. so the second one came around and uh, yeah i got that on video and just wow i loved it i mean the the big thing that i was getting excited about was um because i was uh, i'm obviously a massive fan of heathers so mm-hmm. i was watching everything christian slater was in and christian slater was in everything at this time yes um from pump up the volume to some dodgy skateboarding movie um to a cameo in star trek six and this um yeah. you know fourth on the bill um <coughs> and but also it had um, on the team uh, Alan Ruck, who uh, I was obviously very familiar with from First Bueller's Day Off as Cameron. Yeah. So, gutted I came out at the end of this one because Alan Ruck literally had fuck all to do. He arrived late and didn't do, didn't do, I mean, he wasn't bad, but it was like, oh, that's a shame he didn't have more to do. Um, but I suppose that explains on the post of why he started standing so far back in the distance from Emilio yeah. Estevez. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the young kid, uh, Balthazar Getty's character, had you know stuff to do in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Christian Slater was good as you know the argumentative dickhead who who this time thinks that the gang belongs to him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when it suits him, it's your gang's always been your gang. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, you've got your original three leads back, um, and as we've already mentioned, two of them are a bit more sort of morose um, and a bit less happy to, to be there. Uh, I think yes. Sutherland looks good, and he sounds good, and, uh, and, he's, and he's, he's acting well, but he is just a, a, a bit of a stick in the mud. Yes. Yes, that's that's kind of the problem, I think, right from mm. off the bat with, with it, is that, you know... Um, is that you know he's not very happy and he's kind of not. He doesn't seem to be very happy to to be there and obviously being drawn back into Billy's sort of crazy world, you know, mm. and, and and all that sort of stuff. He, he's you know I, 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 for for me it's kind of it makes the whole thing his presence sort of less enjoyable because you know that his character's not really in, wanting to be there and That's he isn't right. very happy. And he's always kind of you know grousing all the time, you know, and yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, but I do like the dynamic that they've got set up. Because I mean, um, at the beginning, he's running around with Christian Slater and William Peterson's um, uh, Pat Garrett, uh, yeah. and I and I really, really like uh, William Peterson in this film. Yes, yes, I was I was going to say when we were talking about um, Patrick Wayne that that you know he his you know when they you know recast um, Pat Garrett and they and they cast William Peterson, you know he's he's just great for this role because yeah. you know it's just perfect uh, and i don't know whether you felt the same but the the whole um uh his character arc his turncoat character arc mm. i feel that that they just got that so um the betrayal you know and the yeah. kind of fact that he you get the sense that garrett is you know not a hundred percent about his betrayal, but does it anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and there's, there's, there's some stuff that he's, that Peterson's doing in his performance. That I, that I think, yeah, that, that's what, that's why they, they, they cast him because he, he just seems to just manage to capture that quite nicely. Oh yeah. 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 Cause I mean, at the beginning, I mean, he's, you know, plugging people cause they, yeah. they get ambushed at the beginning with that, that lovely bit of camera work over the, the, the canyons that they, and their music from, um, uh, Alan Silvestri. Uh, his score is is terrific uh, for this film, um, but uh, yeah, they take out this gang. And there's one guy still wounded, and Pat Garrett walks up to him. He's like, "Hey, wait a minute, don't I know you?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, I'm this guy from this place." <laughs> and Pat Garrett sort of looks up at the sky, thinks for like half a second, and he goes, "No," <laughs> shoots the guy. <laughs> so it's right. it's very in keeping with how Billy probably you know likes his gang, and obviously Dave Rudabar, um, Slater's character, has no problem shooting people. Um, so it's like he's got his little perfect gang together, which then gets split up by the fact that Garrett initially says he's, he's going to retire and open up a, like a restaurant or something, an eating house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously he gets approached by the law. And it is a really, really interesting uh, turn of events. And uh, and he has a complete makeover as well. Com- it completely changes his hair and the facial hair That's right. uh, and the outfit and then uh, it goes after him with um, Vigo Mortensen on his team. That's right. Yeah, yep. back in the day. Yeah, I think it's mm. Vigo shoots poor old um, uh, Doc. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think, that, and that you know, this this um, I think gives that that the whole um, you know one of the things that that you notice about that is that the you know because of course Garrett has been with Billy 
you know, on his on his gang, you know. So mm. so so if anyone can track him, if anyone knows where they're going to go, what the moves they're going to make, it's going to be him. And and I I quite sort of I I guess I like the way that that plays out in terms of them being you know caught every now and again and and mm. you know, putting putting spots where normally they'd probably be able to get out of it more easily or whatever. Um, yeah, Billy the Kid seems to get caught quite a lot in this film. Quite a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but then always escaping, yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. then coming to like rescue everybody else. Yeah, there's uh, th- there's lots of uh, decent different types of action in this film. I, mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go so far to say set pieces, but there's different types of of action going on, which keeps the the story interesting and sort of churning along, which I really enjoy. Mm. Um, it's not just them, you know, riding through the, you know, the range and getting into gunfights. It's it's going and doing particular things. I mean, when they go see mm. um, uh, John Chisholm, played by um, oh god, James Coburn. James Coburn, yeah. And uh, and he, and uh, Billy, true to uh, the way that Emilio Estevez is playing it, plays that really cruel game where it, <laughs> where he's like, "I'm going to kill one of your men for every five dollars that you owe me." <laughs> and plays that horrible trick on that poor fucker by putting his guns on the down and st- and, and uh, guns on the ground and then stepping away, and then one of his gang shoots the poor fucker instead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the stuff like that, yeah, oh, nutter. But yeah. uh, but I think all the supporting characters in this are, are, are doing very well. I mean, Jenny Wright as the uh, uh, the whole house. Um, uh, Leader, mm-hmm. leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she, yeah, she's terrific. Um, uh, a lot of the law officials. I mean, even um, the, the, hello, Bob. The, uh, the uh, uh, that guy, Bob. Um, I don't know the name of the bloody thing. God, what the hell have we seen that guy in? I can't remember what his name is now. Ah, it's full Which of character? actors. Yeah, um, the sheriff, who is always taunting him. And taunting uh, the guys in the pits. The guy that he says, you know, I've got 18 dimes in each barrel, boy. Um, <laughs> and then he shoots him with his own gun later on. That guy, he's terrific. Um, yeah. And then he's got his uh, little ginger sidekick. Who, um, um, and then there's also the governor, uh, Scott Wilson's character. There's so many uh, good characters in here sort of serving the plot to push it on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just really enjoy watching them all in, uh, interact with each other. It's great. Yeah, um... I mean, overall, I don't enjoy the movie as much as the first one. Oh, really? Oh, weirdly. I enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know why that is. It, it, you know, it, I think it probably to do with the... Something to do with the um, toned-down violence. Mm. Um, I don't know. I like my westerns quite, you know, you know, bloody. Um, yeah, it's not very bloody. You get a lot of gunshots, but it's more sort of people falling over than, uh, you know, stuff exploding, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I, but uh, but yeah, but I think in terms of the cast, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's spot on. There there, there isn't. Um, I can't think of uh, you know anyone, any of the characters, sort of main supporting characters that are um, you know that don't do it for me. I mean, you know, I guess um, your man um, Tracy Walter. Um, he's always kind. Of, I mean, he's always just him in the films that he's in, isn't he? You know, he's. It, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the isn't that a sidekick to the Joker and yeah. the, the Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always the same guy. But then a lot, <laughs> I guess, a lot of people are like that, really. So you know, you obviously can't really hold it against him. But um, yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like Christian Slater's always the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, same fucking um, haircut, <laughs> same hair, same yeah. delivery. I you think know, I've that. just seen this one so many times that I, I'm. I, for me, it's like it's like Predator Two, but it's just become quotable for me. I can quote this movie. I can say a lot of the lines I mean you were just mentioning uh, Tracy Walter's character I can quote that character for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, especially when he's beating up the kid eating out of my ass cans yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah for me very, very much less so but I understand yeah I, I, I think this the, the thing that I think this film does very well is I, I think it had the benefit of you know you, you've got the first one and it was like that was a kind of like a, a shot in the dark you know and mm. then this one was like okay we we know what we have now we know what audience dug the first one but perhaps wasn't old enough to actually go and see it but you know you know what I mean it was that kind of thing yeah. and it's like okay so we, we, we're we now we're now able to kind of craft this movie and and make it 
absolutely sort of bang on point in terms of what we're after you know so you've got the song and you've got the, the you know you've got all the people who are kind of hot at the, you know you've got christian slater in there yep. you know you you've kind of got um it's 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 very focused in terms of all the elements you know of what it's trying to do whereas i think the first one like i said i think if it had, if the producers of that film had known how it was going to appeal and who it was going to appeal to, they'd never have made it an 18th certificate film. Yeah. yeah no, even back then. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably a 15 now, I would have thought. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, it's although the, the guy gets shot in the it? face, that's, that is pretty... Still yeah, pretty, well, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Actually, now that you mention that, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. look it up. <laughs> mm. um, it only really ro- runs out of win for me in that final stretch. After... Um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland has been killed mm-hmm. and Dave Rudabar's just basically chickened out and gone his own way yep. and Lou Diamond Phillips has been looked after by Anne character and then um, uh, Billy the Kid's been caught that section where Billy the Kid's been caught and he escapes and shoots uh, the, the sheriff and gets out of there that's all great it's when it all ends up at that last little village place where you know where, where it comes to an end, where Pat Garrett finally does have his show done with him it, it does kind of go, go where is this going um, um, and it just kind of just almost stops yeah um it's almost like hmm, it's like they had trouble because uh, i mean i don't know if they could have come up with a, a, a different kind of finale because i mean obviously they had to have a certain thing happen in a certain place but um it, it was sort of running out of steam for me at that, uh, and it still does for me at that point because billy mm. is bummed out by the fact that uh lou diamond phillips has just walked off to die alone yeah. Yeah. um and, uh, and and he's just sort of tripping out and hanging out with, with the locals. So the, the, all the fun in that character is completely gone by that point. You've had all the jokes, you've had all the messing around with the courts uh, um, and stuff like that. And mm. uh, and, and at, like I said, Alan Watts' character, you, you don't know. And you only see him in like one or two other scenes because he's just sort of hanging out. Yeah. And, and then I guess he just sort of buggers off because he's potentially off the hook because they may not know who he is. But uh, But the film even has to finish with... You know, on-screen uh, text telling you what happened yeah. to people who who are still alive. Um, yeah. So then you find out that you know Christian Slater's character's uh, uh, David Rudabart was beheaded. You know, <laughs> yeah. a, as a warning to yeah. out- outlaws in Mexico. His character actually pops up in uh, White Earp. Yeah. Um, White Earp actually uh, arrests him very briefly. Um, that's how he that, gets to know Doc. <laughs> and of course, you get the whole the other bookend thing with the the brushy Bill Roberts uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that, that was an interesting way to go as well in terms of that you know that making that the device the uh, you know because that's a sort of that's a very um, when you look into that story um, you know it's it, it's kind of controversial in terms of you know you, you, mm. you probably um, you know as many people would kind of be turned off by that Americans anyway who know the story would be you know kind of a little bit turned off by that because uh, obviously the film makes it quite clear that they're in support of this notion that this guy was actually you know telling the truth and he was Billy the Kid yeah um, but yeah I mean it's an interesting way to sort of frame the film I guess um, I mm. wonder if the writer was conscious of doing a sequel when he wrote the first one be, be you know because obviously there was still you know so much more story to go with because uh, I mean at the end of the end of that first one you have Kiefer Sutherland's character do a voiceover about what happened to people afterwards yeah um, so I mean obviously they weren't necessarily thinking yeah let's do a sequel after this it was probably only once it was a hit they thought oh we can we can continue this <laughs> yeah and yeah. then he did well yeah. I think I think if they I mean, I mean I think the fact that Charlie Sheen's character dies mm. is probably a good indicator that that the whole thing was was not um, written with a sequel in mind. In terms of, you know, I think I think you know, it's. I mean, how many times can you kind of point to um, <clears throat> a movie that, where where they do kind of you know kill off a principle like that? In terms of one that is focused on sequelitis, you know, and and mm. and, and star names and and kind of cool people of the moment, yeah. and you'd never do that. Um, but I I always. Uh, I always quite like that about the first one, the fact that, you know, this, this guy who shouldn't, should really make it to the end <laughs> with the rest of them doesn't, Yeah, you know, I like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I like that. It's always nice when you get a film every now and again that has, you know, the, the courage to do that with a name actor, Yeah, um, knock them off halfway through. So yeah, yeah, 
yeah, no, I'm all up for that. And I guess with this one, you know, the, the one they do that to is Kiefer Sutherland, although it's a little mm. bit beyond halfway. Um, but he still sort of goes out earlier than you might uh, expect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know whether they were ever um, pr- proposing to do a third one. Um, I don't uh, know if you could with the end, the way the second one ends. But no. I think yeah. it's pretty much a closed book it at that yeah, point at because that point. I mean if right if he's still alive then what we just got to make up a story about what he did. Mm. Um, so no, I, I was happy with, with uh, just the two, but it's odd to have yeah. a, you know a film that is sort of deliberately just two films uh, come the end of the second one. Well, um, like I said, I, th- I think it is very indicative of of this idea of you know having a um, you know an unexpectedly uh, hit movie. You know, uh, yeah, in yeah. in terms of. I, yeah, I think it 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 the first one did well in a way that possibly they weren't really expecting, uh, and and you know continued to sort of flourish on video, you know over the next uh, you know year or two or whatever it came out, and and, and I, I you know I guess it I it seemed to me I mean you know obviously thinking sort of subjectively back to you know to the to the time um, myself I felt like there was a sort of inevitability or a kind of like a, a critical mass type thing, you know, in terms of when, when I realized there was going to be a sequel, it was like, no surprises there. And, and, you know, oh, yeah. and Christian Slater's in it. No surprises there either. You know, it seemed very, <laughs> very kind of, um, you know, yes, they, they, what they've got is they've got this film that they didn't realize would, would be quite the hit it was. And, and, and it, it's attracted a young audience and say, right, we need to make a sequel quickly. And, um, and and target it like really kind of target it to that those people. Um, I mean, I suspect maybe they were hoping to make more buck on that one on the second one. Yes, um, um, but it is interesting that the budget wasn't any bigger. That isn't that's very yeah. Interesting. That I, I would, like, if that's true, if that's um, true, who knows? Yeah, maybe the marketing. He got a thirty-five percent approval rating on tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that doesn't necessarily say much about the time because they've only garnered so many reviews um, since online happened but that's based on 17 reviews 11 negative and 6 positive yeah that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) that's bullshit yeah Um, so I mean I I mentioned the music score by Alan Silvestri which I said is very good I think it's uh, it's one of his standouts it's really really nice uh, some of the stuff but there's uh, obviously the uh, the John Bon Jovi stuff too that's right Um, how do you feel about well, I guess the main song, Blaze of Glory. Yeah, I, it's okay. I mean, I, at the time, I I quite liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was kind of a a weird thing um, for it to be a, a John Bon Jovi song right in the midst of you know Bon Jovi being a you know this a huge band of the of still of the moment you know mm. um, kind of I guess by then um, you know. Um, and it is very much of the sort of uh, wanted dead or alive, you know, dry county type ilk. Well, that was well. Big, wasn't it? But uh, according to the background, uh, Estevez wanted to use wanted dead or alive, and Bon Jovi didn't think it was uh, appropriate. He didn't think right. that it, lyrically it, it was correct because mm. um, I think it's more of a modern uh, type thing. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. But then he basically stepped in and said he would write something for it, and then came up with Blaze of Glory. Yeah, um, I think it's you know I I think it it does the business you know it's fine it's fine you know yeah. and, and of course you've got the the thing that I like the best about it I think if memory serves, um, it has a very tasty Jeff Beck solo in the middle of it. I think the guitar break is Jeff Beck on that. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm running it in my head like the, yeah. the solo. I'm thinking, yeah, no one plays like that except Jeff Beck. <laughs> so. I'm a, uh, a I'm a I'm a big fan of this song. I really do like it. Not quite sure what I think about Billy Get Your Guns though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I remember the video. Do you remember the video to the song? No. With uh, yeah, with God. with John uh, still with the big hair. This was before he'd uh, you know had mm-hmm. the barbecue incident um, and <laughs> <laughs> cut his hair off. And uh, yeah, so he still had the big poodle. Perm and I think so, like some snakeskin trousers or something, you know, or big cowboy boots. You know, the whole works on standing on top of some great big, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, stone. You know, some mountain somewhere with his guitar and giving it large. You know, 
<laughs> interspurts with, with with sort of cut scenes from the film. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, then let's uh, wrap this one up. Then, so I'll I'll give you my review first. I mm-hmm. I think this one is uh, better. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. Hey, well, I think um, I'm so. happy to kind of give it a three and a half. Um, I like I like both films. I think I just think the first one has the edge for me. Um, but in at the end of the day, I'm giving them both three and a half. Do you think this story, not necessarily these films, but this story, will get remade again? Oh, probably. Yeah, I think um, I think the the whole. Uh, Billy the Kid thing, especially with the with the betrayal of Pat Garrett and all that stuff, it's 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 prime, you know, stuff for in terms of westerns and stuff. And I think you could, yeah, it's it's you know, I mean, there was the um, um, there was that uh, God, um, what's his name? Jesus, brains just gone <laughs> completely gone to sleep. Um, Sometimes when we watch films uh, weeks before we bloody uh, talk about, it. I know, I know, <laughs> but the, you know, so yeah, I think I think so. I mean, you, you know. I there's always room to do an interpretation do something else with it I mean you know yeah. I think Estevez has just you know he his take is obviously what it is and I don't think you could do anything like that again no um, uh, <laughs> but you know yeah why not I mean yeah, give me an eight part mini series or something because cause, uh, just the uh, the surrounding characters as well there's a lot of like deep rooted history there as well that you could do something mm-hmm. quite epic I yeah. think as opposed to just focusing on Billy the Kid but yeah we'll see yeah. <clears throat> uh, now the film that I, I wanted to tag on to this that I made you watch mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw back at the time so obviously I'm still like yay in Young Guns mode um, HBO did um, uh, a film called The Last Outlaw with Mickey Rourke mm-hmm. um, and it also stars uh, Dermot Mulroney but mm-hmm. there's also a great supporting cast uh, featuring the likes of Steve Buscemi um, Keith David yep. the right one Yep. 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 Um, Ted <laughs> Levine um, and they're all doing in my opinion superb character work um, the film was written by Eric Red who wrote um, uh, the Hitcher and Near Dark mm-hmm. and was directed by Jeff Murphy who d- also directed Young Guns too. so I'm just sort of tying it to that because it is a, like you've got a group of outlaws you know a band of like seven guys and then one of them turns against them and uh, they, they, well, they end up being hunted by their own captain basically yeah. but it's more uh, it's not so much uh, western as in yeehaw cowboys it's more confederate um, soldiers um, uh, after the uh, American Civil War Right. Uh, acting as outlaws, so I guess in that sense, it's a little bit more like the uh, the Long Riders. And I guess the beginning is paying homage to the Long Riders with the uh, the bank heist yeah. <clears throat> that they have. But what did you make of this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had never seen it, um, yeah. and uh, it. I, I ended up. Let me just say, I cut to the chase in terms, uh, and then I'll just mm-hmm. elaborate a bit. I, I ended up enjoying the film. Right, right. So, so, so at the end of it, I, I had, I felt like I'd enjoyed the film. I thought the, you know, I, I, there was, you know, I, I, I got on the, on board, you know, the ride, and I was like, yeah, happy at the end, and I think, yeah, okay, I enjoyed that. But yeah. the, the thing that was really tough was Mickey Rook, because, <laughs> <laughs> because he looks like Fu Manchu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know he's he he had right. So you know, the, that's your uh, you intending know. boy. <laughs> so this this you know everyone in the film, everyone apart from him, yeah. is sweating the bollocks off, right? So so you look at <laughs> you look at them, and they're all sweaty and you know hot, and it's like you know you got you, you can they're kind of very much how you expect people to look, and when you look at uh, Rourke, you know he is like powdered up to the nines. And it's just dry as a pancake and kind of seems... His face just looks like it's just makeup. You know, it just... It really looked... He looked really fucking weird to me. You know, and I, and I couldn't get over it. Every time they would close up on his face and he'd do some fart acting, um, you know, he'd, do, he'd pull some face. And like you say, with his Fu Menchu uh, uh, moustache and stuff, yeah. you know. I, I thought it's just a very weird thing going on there. He doesn't... He looks like 
slightly effeminate. He looks uh, weirdly dry and 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 foundationy or made made up. You know, like like face. You know, like the powder that they put on. You know, in the kind of yeah period stuff. It just looked weird. His face looked odd. And of course, this is sort of you know still when he still looked like him as well. You know, it was yeah. it was it was the him from that we remember. You know, yeah. Um, rather than sort of the sort of weird guy that he is now. Um, the guy that's been boxed. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the plastic surgery and all the rest of it that he's had. But, mm. so, yeah. So, I, I kind of came out of it in, enjoying the film. I mean, like, and like you say, the, the the cast is great. You know, Ted Levine, great, you know. Oh, God, he's um, so funny. Yeah. Mulroney, I thought he was great. He was really, yeah. I really liked him. John McKinley I like him anyway. Well. Yeah, yeah there, it was all good. And, and there was some good, you know, really nicely set up um you know, bits of business in terms of that that, you know, the um uh the them being tracked by um by Rourke, you know, and and the, and yeah. the other the 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 posse, you know. And yeah. and and some of the you know, some of that uh uh some of the takedowns of, of the of the guys on the run are are really good. Yeah, really kind of <laughs> big Sammy's character. Ah yeah. <laughs> you know. Um <laughs> And, and, and there's a few, you know, bits where they're they're really fucking scared of him, you know, because they're like, oh shit, he's come back to get us. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it, weird, you know. It was, I thought it was, I thought it was good. You know, I enjoyed the film, but but man, I just could never, I couldn't get over his the look on it. You know, his his face was just weird. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's the performances. I mean, I watched it again. I didn't like it as much as I did back um, in the mid '90s. But uh, mm. it is the performances. There are some very colourful characters in here, and uh, as you said, uh, to do with the takedowns, it's very cleverly um, contrived. The mm. way that he goes after each member of the gang, or the way that each member of the gang gets taken out, um, yeah. and a nice little uh, bit at the end between the, the two of them as well. Um, so it's the writing uh, that stands up, and and you know that's no surprise to me because I am a fan of Eric Red. I think he's he's a very clever writer. Mm. But um, yeah, but I mean, hey, it was a, a TV movie, um, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it's fine. But I, I'm in no hurry to watch it again. Um, whereas you know back back in the day, I would have owned this on video, and and watched it quite a lot. Um, but no, happy to sort of let it go. But it's just nice to watch when you see a, a film that's full of character actors that you're familiar with doing good work. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm pretty much straight down the middle with this one, giving it a three. Yeah, I'm happy to give it a three. Really, I mean, I yeah. enjoyed the film. You know, was, yeah, and like you say, the writing's good. He wrote Blue Steel. Oh, I just looked that up. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I you know I'd like I said I'd never seen it, um, and uh, so it was interesting. I mean, like, and from from the point of view of Rourke, you know, as an actor, I I kind of um, followed him through to sort of Angel Heart, you know, around about there, yeah. and um, and then kind of just he just sort of fell off the planet, so to speak, and I didn't see this, and um, yeah. and then he and then he all of a sudden he was kind of back in. Um, uh, uh, I don't know, Sin City, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know. And, yeah, uh, I, I kind of kept like half an eye on him when he did like a little supporting role. He did like a supporting role in a Coppola movie, The Rainmaker, with Matt Damon and uh, Danny DeVito, and he was good yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, and and then he had like little small roles in Tony Scott movies, and then erupted again in the two thousands. But the nineties weren't weren't kind to Mickey Rourke. And I think it all started when he did um, Harley Davidson, the Marble oh, Man, the Marble Man which, oh, I God, fu- yeah. which I fucking love. Really, <laughs> I I really really oh, the first half of that movie is so enjoyable. Um, yeah. And I was watching it. I was preparing for a movie night once, and some guys came around, but they came in at the halfway mark, so they saw the well, I say the, the shit part of the film. Everyone thinks this film is shit, yeah. but they, they saw the tail end of it. But they were sort of like going, "This is weird." <laughs> <laughs> This modern retelling of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but I yeah. I get a real absolute kick out of uh, um, Harley Davidson the Mobber Man. I just find it fucking hilarious. Um, but I, I may be the only one. I might have to see if I can get Sean to watch it and do a podcast on it. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, that is definitely. I could watch that like a double bill with something like Roadhouse. <laughs> oh well, and oh, well, just yeah. and just throw beer back and just laugh at the screen just because of the stuff that's going on. I yeah, I I, I think uh, Harley Davidson and the Mulber Man has got a bad rep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you'd um, be bigger. Yeah, um, yeah, we should do Roadhouse sometime. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't think Sean's seen that. 
Really? Uh, yeah. Oh so God. we'll get him to watch it. Then we'll uh, we'll get him in as well. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah, three for me. I'd say. I, and, and to be fair, I, I don't think it it doesn't um, it doesn't look that televisual either. I thought it looked it pretty. It looked pretty. Oh good. no, no. Jeff Murphy's yeah. a, a good director. You know, he wasn't going to yeah. mess around. Just, but like HBO did very good TV yeah. movies. They yeah. they did make them look cinematic back in the nineties. They were one of the few companies that did TV movies that that looked cinematic yeah, before it, it's all, fine. all yeah. TV went that way. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, let's get the hell out of here. Yep. Right, that's enough of westerns. I mean, you and I have done so much western stuff this year. I mean, at one <laughs> point, at some point, I hope that we will be able to do the uh, the white art movies, mm-hmm. but we'll do something completely different next time round. Cool. And I mean completely different. Ben knows Very what we're going to do, but yeah. you out there, we'll just have to wait and see. Right. Yeah. See. You hopefully, later, hopefully, we'll be back next week, but yeah. I won't promise anything. 